Well, if you've got your Bibles, let me find my glasses because I can't see without them. If you wasn't here Friday night, man, we... I don't understand y'all. Y'all just a peculiar people. Here we are done and next thing I know, everybody's still sitting. Ain't nobody getting up. Ain't nobody moving. I know what y'all was doing. Y'all was trying to steal. You, you was trying to steal today's word and get it Friday so you didn't have to come today. God got you, didn't he? You'll learn. God knows what you're up to. We had a good time Friday and just hanging out afterwards and talking and we got caught up reminiscing about the power of God and the Holy Spirit at the altars. And uh, Boy, don't we need that. We do need that, that's for sure. But I want to help teach a church to understand that you don't have to see everything all the time to understand that God's in your midst. You don't, you don't have to experience a cold chill or the hair standing up on your neck. Some of us, we have a hard time because we don't have much hair, but we can still feel it move. But we don't have to have all that all the time. Man, that just that flows right on up in here too. How many of you know this sometimes... God don't show himself to you while you're asking for it. It's not until after he's done it that you see him. That's why a lot of us quit in the middle. Come on, church. I, you, look, do, do I need to cut the cameras off? Are y'all bashful? We'll turn the cameras off so that you can be honest in church. We ain't that righteous. Come on. If we tell the truth, many of us have started a journey in prayer from a need standpoint. We never made it to the expectancy standpoint, and we give up. I mean, what if you went nine months and you never showed? Every, everything, everything about you just, it wasn't there, and you went nine full months of carrying. Never seen We would keep walking like we walking, talking like we talking, doing things in life that we shouldn't be doing that's going to harm the baby because we don't see it. Come on. That's what we do with our spiritual life. Come on, Holy Spirit. That's what we do with our spiritual life. We harm ourselves because we give up. Way too soon. God's got us in that belly of a fish. Not the fish's belly. Or vice versa, other way. He's just getting us in a, a position of need so that we do begin to understand that we need him. And it was probably better that we didn't do what we just done because that's why we're where we're at. Because we, never mind. I ain't going to pick on you. I'm going to get in your kitchen this morning, though. You ready? Let's go to Acts chapter 12. 
Bible to Acts chapter 12. I'm going to start at verse 5, and I ain't got a piece of paper up here. I got a whole lot of highlighting and some brackets and some couple words on the side of my Bible. And uh, I wonder if I'll read all the way through it before I start preaching, or we just might preach through it. How about that? And we'll go to uh, verse 16. So verse 5 through 16. Peter was therefore kept in prison. But constant in prayer was but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Let me catch up. Herod was wanting to make a name for himself. And he figured out that if he was to get on board killing these men of God, these so-called men of God, that he would gain attention and favor with the Jews. Because how many of you, the Jews were not happy. See, y'all think, you think you got it hard. How would you like it if you went to church and the church hated you? That's where this church is at. This church that we're talking about right now is in a position that the Jews didn't like them because they weren't Jews. They didn't belong to this faith. See, the church wasn't called Christians until probably, I don't know, later on. But they were called um, followers of the way. See, I got something. Well, I love it when somebody's in the Bible. See, I don't tell you to get in the Bible just because. I'm telling you to get in the Bible so you can help me preach. <laughs> but they were called the followers of the way. They weren't even, they weren't part of the church. The church. So here they are, they're, they're meeting in these houses. We think we have to have all the refined stuff. Man, I was looking up here this morning as, as we're worshiping God the second time in this song. And I just opened my eyes and I looked. And I said, God, this reminds me of a house meeting. Small, intimate People on their face just looking for God. It, it reminded me of a house meeting. And this is where this church is at. See, this church didn't have the favor of the Romans. They didn't have the money of the Romans. They didn't have the influence of the Romans. Are y'all okay with a little teaching just to get a little background? I need to set this up, I think. But they didn't have everything that the Romans had. All they had was, was them. It said, and, and constant prayer was offered up for him by the church. Well, who, who, was, who was that? Y'all ready? Let me, let me tell you who that was. It was the Lisa and the Dawns and the Christinas and the Charlies and the Erics and the Jennifers. Right? That, 
if I left your name out, just get over it. You'll be fine. I'm not saying you're not part of the church. I'm just trying to give you an example. But th- this was the church. It was the ordinary people. They weren't extraordinary in the eyes of the government. They were just at the house. They went, they went to Joe's house and had dinner, hanging out, cooking on the grill, probably flatbread on a hot rock. But they were cooking nonetheless. They was doing it. And here they are. They're, they're, they're gathered up in Jesus' name. Boy, ain't that a problem for the Romans and the Jews. Because, see, they, this is what we have to learn and understand in the church. Y'all okay, right? <laughs> we have to learn to separate ourselves to get into him. John the Baptist put it this way, less of me, more. He knew that Jesus couldn't do the work in John or through John unless John give himself up. Because we all do it. We all have an agenda. Every once in a while, there's sometimes I come up here with an agenda and a point. Right? I, I come in with a point. And I want to make a point. So I try to put the Bible around this point to make it make sense. Here's this church praying for this man Peter now because Herod had already killed James. James was the first of the martyrs. But the difference with James was they had killed James in private. Herod said, wait a minute. (laughs) Let me go after somebody else with a little more meat about them. Let's go get Peter. And instead of doing Peter privately, let's put him on public trial and we'll kill him before everybody and I'll gain all kinds and I won't have to go and hang out in the desert I can come back to Rome and I can be somebody come on church let me talk about this person and say how bad that person is or how much better I am than that person so that I get the favor so I get the promotion and they don't come on church Oh, there's the boss. Let me pick up a piece of paper. Oh, there's the pastor. Let me dust off the podium. Come on. You're looking for favor of man. That's probably not meant for anybody here. It's probably somebody watching on YouTube or Facebook. They'll give me a thumbs down. You'll know who they are. I was thinking about that this morning just in prayer time. I said, man, you know, the ones that get mad at you are the ones that you're stepping on their toes. Nobody, because none of us like correction. Let's be honest. We we just don't like anybody to give us correction. And Lord have mercy if it's brought out in a sermon. And I don't know nothing about what you did last night, what you said. But he did. And he pulled it from the podium. And he said, say this. I say it, Eric gone. Hey, dude, where you been for like three weeks? Probably don't answer the phone for three weeks. Then he finally answers the phone. 
So this is where we're at, okay? Peter, Peter has now been in prison. He's getting, he's getting ready to go on trial before the public. In prison, chained between two guards. Like 16 guards total outside. As, as, as you would go through there, there's guards standing at the door, and there's guards down the hall, there's guards on the outside of the prison, there's guards by the gate. I mean... Powerful Roman government. And Peter is caught up in the midst of the worst possible place for him at the moment. This is where we're at. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night. He was bringing him out the next morning. But that night, Peter was sleeping. Bound with two chains between two soldiers. And the guards before the door were keeping the prison. This man's getting, I'm probably going to preach through it. This man is getting ready to go and stand before Herod and the Roman Empire in public and he's sleeping. I know some of y'all can't sleep the night before your doctor's appointment. Huh? That dude didn't got <laughs> I just gone. Sleeping. Some of you need to learn to rest in the midst of adversity. Who are you? Why, why are you staying up late at night pacing? Why can't you sleep? I'm going to pray that God release a rest. Have y'all ever gone, to, have you ever been so tired and exhausted when you went to bed, you woke up and it felt like you ain't been asleep but 10 minutes and you was in the same spot? I mean, you fell asleep right here, and you woke up right here. I mean, everything was just exact. Well, God put a rest on you. You woke up refreshed. You wasn't tossing and turning. You slept. That's God's rest. Unless you're taking Tylenol PMs. See, then... Linda, then it's hard to say it was God because now the enemy's in your ear saying, well, you know you took... Come on, church. See, when you're going to God for something... Can I tell you this? Go to God first. Go to God first. That needs to be your first stop. In your anger, in your disappointment, in your hurt, in your illness, in your pain, in your surgeries, in your distraught, he needs to be your first stop in your stress, in your misery, in your anxiety, in your pressures. He needs to be your first stop. Not your mama, not your daddy, not your boyfriend, your daughter, your girl, your man, your husband, your brother, your son, cousins and uncles, priests, pastors. 
Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. God needs to be your first stop. Don't you know that the only thing I should be used for is a batter board for confirmation? Don't you know that when you come and you start talking to me and you're looking for an answer and you're looking for guidance, man, all I should be saying is what God's already told you so that when you walk out of my office, you go, I don't know why I even stop and bother. God's already told me that. Well, good. God needs to be your first stop. The problem with the church is the, prob the church thinks they're too small. They're too insignificant. They're not important. They don't think prayer can change nothing. Probably because we're still praying out of need and not praying out of expectation. Come on, church. See, y'all going to make me run is what's going to happen. I'm going to run this morning. Problem is, I'm still getting used to a pair of shoes that catches in the carpet on, right there at the tip of the toe. That's why I like them square ones, because I know my toe stops. You get them pointy, they... You... Take them off and run. My feet all clean, praise the Lord. I'll keep my socks on, though. All right, come on, get back to... Back to the Word. Y'all quit playing around so much. See, y'all gonna be crying at 2 o'clock, because I'm hungry. And he's still talking. Taylor back there, she'd be throwing mints at Sean. Tell your daddy to come on. Hold a card up. Flash a button or something. I'm hungry. Welcome to the family, Taylor. We love her. And when Herod was about to bring him out the night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers. I mean, he, was, he was tied to his problem. I might not even get out of this one. He was tied to his problem. How many of you are tied to your problem? How, every morning you wake up, you talk about the same thing. Come on. All right, you ready? Let me go ahead and get in your kitchen. You ready? Ready, Dennis? Man, my knees still hurt. Come on, brother. I'm, I'm walking with you. I said it the other day. Man, my knee is Man, my back is still stiff. <clears throat> Gosh, I'm so tired. Give me a phone. Can you believe that they're saying this? Unbelievable. Ding! I can't believe that they said that. Ding! Honey, look! Can you believe you're tied to your problems? Uh-oh. Been trimming the fat a little. We might have cut deep this morning. Man, this thing can upset you and aggravate you and get you so mad. It'll make you, th it'll make you throw mashed potatoes across the room when you're cooking, if you ain't careful, Linda. Well, she don't do mashed potatoes, do you? Oh, you do, but it's just different. Charlie says, uh, Charlie's going like this. No, he didn't, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. He still loves your cooking. He still loves your cooking. We doing all right. 
I think we're doing good. I'm kind of really liking this right now. Because, see, we would be struggling. Lord, I might not get off of that. And I'm trying to go through 16 verses. We are setting both sides. Come here, Billy. Come here. Meathead. I mean, Matt. I call him Meathead, but I love him. Because I have to. He's married to my daughter. Because I want to. Grab my arm. Get a hold of me. We'll be in the prison. We'll be in the prison all night. If they just say one more thing. I can't believe I got to go through. Hold on, man. <laughs> I don't want to hurt you. See, it should. I don't want to go through this. I don't know why. I don't know why they call mine. Why? Why is he getting a promotion and I ain't getting a promotion? If she says that one more time, this is what we'll do all night long, and we ain't breaking free from nothing. Now let go for you get hurt, both of you. <laughs> but that's what we'll do. Man, you will fight in your turmoil without the ability or the strength. To break free from it. Thank God it was Peter and not you. Because you'd have never made it in a book. God said, no, nah, I can't put that one in. That ain't a good point right here. <laughs> and man, we will struggle. We will call, we'll call our friends and family and get them involved. <laughs> Some of us will be praying. I really hope they're in a bad mood so they can get on board with me. I hope that person talked about them like they talked about me. Hey, 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 Darlene! Won't we? Yes, we will. Some of you called me. Okay, so he's sleeping. In the peace of God, he's sleeping, knowing that he's about to face judgment and possible death. It might not feel good what you're going through, but if you can get in the peace of God, no matter what the outcome is. Rest in peace, would you? See, they put it on your tombstone because you can't wrestle no more. Your wrestling days is... Ooh. Well, you better learn how to rest in peace now. Then it's too late. I just struck a nerve, didn't I? 
because we'll walk through life, man, angry, and we'll take it to our grave. Don't be caught not forgiven. Please, I beg of you. That's one verse in the Word, man. It scares me to death. You get so mad and angry and upset and bitter with somebody that you can't even forgive them. Oh, I forgive them. No, you didn't. Because soon as then unfriend them, block them. But they might get mad. Who cares? That's between them and the Lord, baby. Ain't got nothing to do with me. You ain't got to like me for me to give you the truth. It doesn't matter. Know this. You'll hear the truth. There you go, Bible. And the truth will set you free. We, church, we, boy, higher level living. I, boy, See, you missed that Wednesday night. Sorry. <laughs> higher level living, that's where we're going. That's where God has called you. Stop and let me get through. Guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. Now check this out. It said, and a light shone in the prison. Now, you know anything about those prisons? But it was dark. You get a little match and you probably would have went. We're talking about an angel. And said that a light shone in the prison. Don't you know that God came in all his glory? And don't you know it's probably a little bright? How many of you have been, you, you're sleeping, but you, you, you're sleeping, but you're not sleeping. And your wife comes in and she goes, click. <clears throat> Turn the light off. I'm sorry. You knew you was going to church. You knew you was going to work this morning. Why didn't you get your stuff last night? I put my stuff in the other room just so I don't try to wake you up. And an angel showed up. Now, this is how, this is how much Paul was sleeping. The angel, the angel showed up in the prison, turned on the bedroom light, and he struck Peter on the side. He had to wake him up, had to smack him. He was dead asleep, like David sleeping. He just smacked. I don't, I don't recommend that because you can go, hey, David, he comes about the chair swinging. You, you wake him up from a phone call from Roanoke. <laughs> hey, you up? Yeah, what do you want? And he said he struck Peter on the side and raised him up saying, arise quickly.
I wanted to entitle it The Chains Fell Off, but it didn't work. But his chains did fall off. Arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, watch this, this is awesome. It said, gird yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm coming back to that one. Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. I think he's setting him up for something. And so he did. He turned the bedroom light on. He said, wake up. Get up. And get dressed. Let's walk down Fifth Avenue. Some of y'all have been laying in your prison for so long, you need somebody to slap you. And get you up. Oh, you're comfortable. Being who you are right now, doing what you do. You'll still cuss the pastor out and his, and his wife and call yourself a Christian and say that your pastors are going to hell while you're going to heaven. You'll do it. You'll hate people. With everything inside of you. And call yourself a Christian. Say you're on your way. You love where you're at. You've been there for so long without change. You have become convinced that where you are. Is where you should be. And you're laying in your own prison. And you don't even know it. And God sent an angel to slap you. Turn the light on. Wake up. Get up and get dressed. Y'all understand what gird about your loins is, right? See, when back, let me help you. Back in the Bible times, and even now, I mean, a lot of the Jews, they still wear these long garbs. And when they talk about girding them up, they're talking about pulling these up and tying them around their waist in order they don't trip when they're running. Oh God, I want to run. Because I know where I'm going right now. Ah! He said, get up. Gird yourself. Get ready. <laughs> he already knows where he's taking you. See, some of you think that they just walked out of the prison. Oh, nonchalant. Can I tell you, if you was all up in a prison and Jesus showed up and slapped you and turned the light on and said, get up and gird yourself, you're going to take off running. And he don't want you to fall along the way because he just, he just broke you free. And he said, gird yourself up, tie your sandals because we're going, we're running, we're running. Man, when you get delivered and get set free, he said, put some clothes on. I got my new garments on. I got garments of praise. I got the robe of righteousness. I got to put on some new clothes because when you're set free, you've got to walk there. You've got 
to dress different. You got to act different. I want to take my shoe off. Come on, church. We caught up in our bondage. God's trying to set us free. He sent somebody like me with no hair and a big mouth to try to help to get you to understand. I'm running out of breath. <laughs> I'm expecting. <laughs> Y'all okay? Who needs a light turned on? Huh? Who needs slapped? <laughs> Boy, I wish there was some anointing. I'd have a holy hand. Wow! Come on, man. This is so good. I love his word. This is why I tell y'all to read. Don't just read it. Read it. Put notes in it. Scratch it. Scribble it. Do Whatever it is you got to do to make yourself understand something, do it. Dear God in heaven. Man, you go to church, you get a word that stirs your spirit. That going to see you on Monday and you. <laughs> Dress like you've been freed. Chances are, if you wouldn't have girded yourself up and sprinted out to jail when he said, come follow me, you'd have still been hung up. You'd have tripped and stumbled and went right back. Oh, yes, you would. He puts this stuff in there for a reason. Gird yourself. Make way for a fast escape. Don't hang around. Don't linger. Don't keep going back to it. Don't turn your head. Keep your hands on the plow. Come on, church. Dear God in heaven. He wants to change your life. I ain't mad at you. I'm just passionate. Because I believe what he's telling me. Dear God in heaven, walk into their life. Turn the light on. Slap them. Tell them to get up. Gird yourself. We're about to run free. Man, don't you remember? Silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give unto thee. Take up your bed and walk. And the man didn't get up and walk. Read your Bible. He went running and dancing. He went back to the religious people and said, da, 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 da. <laughs> Right? Running out with his freedom. Being free. Dancing. Ding! All because of that, you right on back. You didn't gird yourself. Oh! 
You didn't gird yourself. You didn't tie your sandals. Your shoe come off. You stepped on a cobblestone. Now you got a stone bruise. <laughs> they hurt. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how you remember something when you've experienced it? Woo, and it inflicts pain. Man, oh, it hurt. I was young. Still remember. I got good memory. See? Got the Holy Spirit. Give me my rag back just in case I spit. Y'all still with me? I know we ain't out to prison yet. I get it. I, I, I know. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get you out. Some of you been in bondage for so long, you don't know what it is to be free. You think that where you are, it is free. Just because you come to church don't make you free. Just because you're paying your tithes don't mean you're going to heaven. Come on, I know you don't like me right now. You and your righteous self, I don't care how much money you've given to a church. Your ticket was free to go to hell. You just didn't realize it. So you're trying to buy your way to heaven and found out at the end of the day you could have saved all your money. No, uh-uh. No, I want to give you the truth. There ain't but one way to heaven, baby, and it ain't your pocketbook. Your pocketbook can't carry enough. He paid a price of redemption. A price we can never meet. All your stocks and your bonds, they go burn up. <laughs> Keep, never mind, I shouldn't say stuff like that, man. They ain't going to burn up because you you going to be, well, while you're here, they ain't going to burn up because God's going to bless you because you're a child of God. <laughs> blessing upon blessing. Favor upon favor. Might not look like it, but it is. Huh? You better smack him and just tell him, wait, boy, you better, wake up, wake up, get up, gird yourself. Come on, honey. Okay, do me a favor. I don't want no, no man in here smacks no woman. No woman smacks no man. You need, you need prayer. You need prayer. I thought y'all were prayers. And now y'all needing prayer. Moses said, God, these people. <laughs> Where am I going? Let's stay with verse 8. Then the angel said to him, gird yourself and tie on your sandals. Boy, it's hot in here, and this is so good because I'm sweating. I love it when he does this. And he said, and so he did. So he got up. He girded himself. He put on his new clothes. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. Boy, Steps of a righteous man. Woo! He didn't say go home. He said follow. He said I'm going to show you. Oh! Not only am I going to make a way for you to be free. But I'm going to show you how to walk out your Come on church. I'm going to show you how to walk out your freedom. Follow me. Yeah. 
voice. Now y'all know what I act like when I'm by myself somewhere and he gives me a word. I, I chew on my desk. <laughs> like a baby chewing on his crib. those who are weary and heavy laden. Follow me. Learn from me. I'm, I'm going to show you how to walk in freedom. Well, pastor, I'm saying I pray and I, I get it. I understand. And you're going to go to heaven. Okay, you're going to go to heaven. But what about now? Toes get sore. You don't want to keep stumping your toe on a cobblestone street. You want to walk on asphalt, right? It's a little more level. <laughs> we just want to... As long as I can get through. How y'all doing today? Just hanging and holding on. Boy, how would you like to be able to say victorious one time and really believe it? How you doing today? Victorious and believe it. You believe it so much when you said victorious, they started following you around all day. So what do you mean by victorious? What, what are you doing? What's God doing in your life? What, what do you mean by victorious? Can I be victorious? How do I do that? Like that cartoon with that big dog and that little dog and one keeps jumping. What are we going to do today? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I got to give you, I just want you, listen, I just want you to keep your eyes open. I just want you to pay attention. Just, just pay attention. Listen to me. Right now, he's setting you free. So he went out and he followed him. Don't you know it's going to take faith? Jesus will be here until about 7 o'clock tomorrow night if you don't let me get through this. It. <laughs> It takes faith, not your sight. Well, he acting like it don't, it don't matter. Well, she said it. Billy, come here. Come here. Sit down. Go back. Come here. Sit down. Isn't it amazing? 
that you'll trust a man so much, but we have problem trusting God. He didn't ask why. He didn't say, what are you doing? He's got more trust than me. Now, I'm not demeaning his character and his relationship with the Father. I dare not do that. I don't cast judgment there. But he didn't even ask me if the chair was even going to hold him when he sat in it. He didn't say, well, God, how long? He didn't say, well, God, let me pray about it. Or Rocky, let me pray about it. He didn't say, Rocky, let me ask my wife. <laughs> See, he... <laughs> Are y'all with me? It's going to take faith to follow him. Why are you so bound? I mean, it can't be that good in your problem. It can't be that comfortable sitting in your pain. It can't be that peaceful having the hurt of betrayal. It's got to be more peaceful sitting here. Because I ain't smacking you. She does. I ain't. Right? Ain't right. much better, ain't it? Amen. I mean, you can see everybody now. You know it can't nobody do nothing on you. You see David when he's walking at the door, you can actually call him out in front yeah. of church. Hey, David, what are you doing? See? I mean, you can do stuff like that. I mean, you can do stuff like that. Are you getting my point here? If he says, follow me, follow him. Trust him. Man, he will hold you. He will keep you. You can sit down. I won't call you back again. <laughs> so he went out and he followed him. He didn't ask no questions. He followed him. Jesus said, you ain't going to like that chicken at Chick-fil-A or, well, Chick-fil-A's closed. You ain't going to like that chicken at KFC or Bojangles today anyway. It's not being cooked right, so you don't want to get there on time anyway. So just relax, okay? This is why he's taking his time. Say, take your time, Jesus. Don't talk to me, talk to him. Man, this is so good. I just want to stay in here for a minute. And he followed him. Okay. And did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. We pray, where are you going? I'll make you mad too. See, I'll call you out. Don't get up this church before I call you out. <laughs> mm, boy, everybody going to be mad at me this evening. What's she like? She like ice cream or something? I'll bring her some this afternoon or something just to make that go over smoother. You don't make your children's minister mad. What are you? 
if y'all had to live inside his head. And did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. You ever prayed and got the answer that you was looking for? Man, you double checked it. <laughs> you praying the whole time about your job. And he comes up and he lays one in your lap. And you want to question. <laughs> huh? You've been praying. You've been praying for a way out. You've been praying for relief. You, you've, been, you've been praying. You've been praying that God will release the hate in your heart and the person stopped calling you. They defriended you on Facebook. And now you're mad. <laughs> Come on. Miss Linda, you was, pray you was praying for the husband of your life. And you married him and went, what is wrong with you? Come on, we'll do it. Won't we do it? We will do it just as much as he will do it, won't we? He's trying to set somebody. I don't know who you are. He's trying to set somebody free. Didn't even know what happened. He's, that's how we do it, man. We walk through God is, you're walking, uh-oh, okay, Israelites, you're walking in freedom. And don't recognize it. <laughs> you don't even have to make any bricks, and you still don't recognize it. You think it's all a dream. That's what that legalizing marijuana stuff's going to do to a lot of y'all. Y'all, well, it's legal. And y'all going to be in all kinds of stuff in your head. You, you, you ain't gonna know. I just had to put that out there. Look, we'll we'll legalize stuff to kill you, and we won't put a law on it to save you. I'll say it. I don't care. And he followed him. He thought what he was seeing was a vision. When they were past the first and the second guard post, they're like halfway there, right? They're like, they're like halfway to Revelation. They're, almost, they're right there, halfway in. And they came to the gates that, led, that leads to the city, which were open to them of its own accord. Y'all don't forgot something. I need to remind you, there was a church praying. <laughs> Some of you go cross over entrances, that's going to open automatically. Because somebody's praying for you. You ain't got the common sense to pray for yourself, but somebody's praying for you. Give me five. I would see. She she said. <laughs> she knew that was coming. 
I threw, I threw the can't keep bending over and pass out. Blood just stops. You with me? Yeah, I know. That's right. I know that's right. Some people still got your back. See, some people still pray for you. While you're laughing at me, he's praying for me. See, he's praying for me out of empathy. Here's a problem. Man, I love this. I love just dissecting. Look, check this out. He said that the, the gate opened to them on its own accord. So it swung open. They didn't have to touch it, didn't have to open it up. It swung open. And they went out and went down one street. And immediately, the angel departed. See, this is why I get mad at God. <laughs> he set you free. He walked you out of all of it. Put you out there. He said, okay, now you got it. And then you go. I thought you was going to help me. Where'd you go? Why'd you, why did you leave me here? I'm by myself. Where am, I, where am I supposed to go now? What am I supposed to do now? He helps us. And it said, and when Peter... Had come to him and said, I left out a point there I probably should have made. Because you were still, <laughs> you were still in your dream. You were still in your vision. But then it said, and then Peter came to himself. Whew, that you just recognized the revelation. And you went, whoa, that's God. Come on, y'all ever had that moment? I mean, you're praying all up in the middle of your stuff, man. It's one thing after another. It's one heel after. There was never no down. It was always up, man. And you're struggling. You don't know how you pass four other heels without having some downtime, but it was all been uptime. And then you come to yourself. Whoa. Oh, just like the prodigal. The Bible didn't say that God visited the prodigal. The Bible didn't say that an angel went to the prodigal. The Bible said that the prodigal came to himself and he realized something. I am who he says I am. <laughs> I'm going to throw this water on somebody. He came to himself. And he said, now... I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel.
Who are you? Now you, now you know for certain, Jennifer. Now, now you know for certain that the Lord sent you. Three years ago, it looked crazy. I don't know if that's the right time frame or not, but I'm just saying three years. It was crazy three years ago. And one day I was just walking and it came to me. Now I know, I'm certain. Be careful when they get certain. Boy, you'll get, you'll get footprints up your back because she is going. Boy. Don't y'all let your partner get in certainty without you because they're going to run over you. They're going to fulfill the purpose in their life that God's put on them. If that means putting a red mark on the back of your neck because you ain't paying attention, it's coming. We're almost done. Y'all okay? I mean, it's only taken us a little bit to get through. We're through 11 now. Okay. And, and know certain that the Lord has sent his angel and he has delivered me from the hand of Herod. Oh, check this out. Oh, he's del- Oh, whoop. Wait a minute. I got to put water. I need a drink. Look at here, look at here. Boy, look at this gold. Delivered me from the hand of Herod. Delivered me from my addiction. Delivered me from my hurt. Delivered me from my pain. Come on, come on. He, de- he delivered me. I, he, he delivered me. He's, he's certain. And he has delivered me. Now look, and. <laughs> and. Look. wonder how many people have expectations you go fail. Huh? I wonder how many I wonder how many people have watched you I wonder how many people have watched you come through an addiction and they sitting back cuz their expectation is you're going to return. How? He he delivered me not only from my addiction, but he delivered me from the people that think I ain't going to be delivered. Well, don't, don't. I'm going to chew the podium. Are y'all seeing the gold in this? I mean, for the love of God, get up out of yourself. Say that he's not delivered you. Say that he's not made a way. See that he's not raising up a standard against every lying tongue that comes in. Come on, church. Y'all going to make me mad in a minute. My God, he put this in here for today. If y'all don't want to chew on it, I'll eat it, boy. I'll eat it without cutting the steak up. I'm going to brag back. Everybody paying attention. Up in here. Up in here. Up in here. The Jewish people thought that Peter was following a false hope. 
You can't leave the context. You, you got to read this thing while it's still in the context. Are you paying attention to it? He said he's delivered them from the expectations of the Jews, the ones that hated him, the ones that despised him, the ones that thought he was a thief, the ones that thought he was a liar. So, who are you? Why do you keep letting what everybody else thinks about you drive you back to your hole? You better get on your feet and get out of there. This is good, boy. Lord, have mercy. I'm glad you know what you're doing. Because I don't know what I'm doing. Verse 12, can we keep going? We got four more scripture. Can we keep going? Is it good food for the soul? So when he had considered this... <laughs> When he had considered the fact that God has showed up, when he had considered the fact that he has been set free, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark. Uh-oh. <laughs> it didn't say that he went to the prayer meeting. He didn't know what was happening. <laughs> See, it, oh, can I give y'all a split screen? Check this out. Check it. This is what's happening. Church was praying. Peter's in prison. All at the same time. They praying for Peter. They don't see what's happening for Peter. Peter sees what's happening for Peter, but Peter don't know they praying. Both of them are incarcerated. Whew. When's the last time your need was so heavy, boy, it caused the desire for you to lock yourself up? Huh? When, when's the last time you've been arrested by prayer? Listen, if you don't start praying, if you don't start praying for your kids now, you're not going to start tomorrow. They don't like sitting on the front row. I mean, you got to be praying for your kids. They, they understood that when he came in the name of Jesus, the Bible puts it like this. Believe what you pray that you received what you've already prayed for. All right, I'm paraphrasing because I'm not the New King James Version. All right, this is the RDN Version. All right, Rocky D. Nice. <laughs> it's my version. Y'all understand me? It's in there. I'm telling you, I ain't, I ain't far out of that. I can't quote every scripture in the Bible. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bad pastor. Believe that you've received. And it goes on to say, and it shall be done. <laughs> they was praying for Peter <laughs> with an expectation 
that God was going to intercede. Just this little old church, Susie May, John, Boy, and Billy, not the playhouse. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Anyway, sorry. They was praying because they, they was believing. They had an expectation that which they was praying, they was going to receive. When's the last time you was convicted so much? Oh, hang on. Let me continue because this will help you. He came to the house of Mary. the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. He went to the prayer meeting. See, if half of you, (laughs) when you was delivered, if half of you took off to the church house, where many were gathered together praying, and as Peter not, Peter showed, Peter said, go on. Peter knocked at the door of the gate. A girl named Rhoda came to answer. Buckle your seatbelts. Don't go nowhere yet. If you got to go tinkle, just hold it. Just hang on a minute. We're almost done. We got two more verses, okay? I'll be out. By 3 o'clock. When she recognized Peter's voice. If we can become so convicted in our prayer. And we believe so. If if we're just crazy enough to believe. That whatever it is that we're praying. That we've already received. And it will be done. And we've become so convicted of that. When we hear it. We'll know it. (laughs) Ooh, it's a, it's, a, it's a sound first. Come on, Elijah. I hear the sound. <laughs> she recognized. <gasps> Look. <laughs> and then she acted just like y'all. Actually, said because of her gladness, she didn't open, open up the gate. Because of her gladness, she wanted to share with everybody else first. Isn't she just so special? If you're waiting on me, come and get you when a prayer is answered for me. But you might be there a while because I'm going to open up the door. I'm going to let it come on in. Huh? You've been, you've been waiting. You've been praying fervent. Oh, oh. James 5, 16. Boy, the Bible's so full of good stuff. We better get your face in it. What's James 5, 16? Fervent prayer? Fervent and what? Fervent and effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And see, if I can pray, if I can get into that prayer, praying, Believe in that which I'm praying. That it's going to be brought to me. Because he said it was going to come. Guess what? All I got to do? Waiting on the dock. Here come the answer. Answer. Oh. There's the answer. 
See, you're going to have to open up the door. There are things in your life that a prayer won't open. There's a door that a prayer won't open. <laughs> it knocked. See, some of boy, I wish some of you just crazy enough and be prophetic enough just to reach out and grab a door and just open that thing because you'll knock. The answer's knocking. You've been praying for it. It's at the door. It's, open the door. Let it in. You've got to open up the door. He said the answer. My God, you've been, you've been praying over it. You've been wanting deliverance. It's been depression. It's been anxiety. It's been hatred. It's been unbelief. And the door starts to be knocked upon. Here's your answer. Some of you. We, oh, there's, there's that deliverance I've been, I've been waiting on. There's that righteous hope I've been waiting. There's the deliverance I've been waiting on. My God, you've been praying for it. How much more does he have to knock? I'm going to put y'all up here to laugh again. Dear God in heaven. What's on the outside of your door? I'm coming back. It's been knocking. Open the door. It's on the outside, baby. Where's my door prop? Open the door. <laughs> but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. <laughs> But they said to her, you are beside yourself. You're crazy. <laughs> oh, oh, you get hung up with some religious people and they say, it's, the, it's a distraction, baby. That's really not. That's not what it is. Oh, yes, it is. Open the door. You prayed for it. That's right. You were crazy enough to pray for it. Come on. You're crazy. Yet she kept insisting. Would you please stop letting people convince you that it's not what you think it is? It is revival. Yes, it is. Yes. But pastor, 
I went to one church Sunday. <laughs> there wasn't but like <laughs> 15 people in there. Praise the Lord. I'd rather have 15 people up in a hole in the wall, fervently praying and looking for God, knocking on the door, bringing answers home. not what you think it is. <laughs> so they said it is, it's his angel. <laughs> it's your honeymoon period, Billy. Everybody goes to it where there's no issue. And then it comes back. They'll lie. I'm going to prophesy to you right now. I don't know what it is you've been praying for, but it's at your door. I mean, it's right outside the door. You've been hearing a sound? <laughs> your answer's knocking. <laughs> now, Peter can... <laughs> oh, God wants you to have it so much that he'll keep on... Oh, he'll keep on knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, <laughs> they was astonished. Blew their minds. <laughs> Can I tell you, you fix it, open the door, and every, oh, oh, that's, hey, that's, that's what she done. She said, whew, answer, hang on one second. I got to let everybody see this. <laughs> Bring all the haters in. Bring all the unbelievers in. Look at what the Lord has done. Huh? Well, I just want to go outside in the parking lot if my fat butt can't run. But I'm running on the inside. I'm done because I feel sorry for you. Oh, the fervent and effectual prayer. How is it effectual? By believing <laughs> that you've received. That, Not praying from need, but praying from expectation. I, look, y'all ain't going to do nothing, and that's okay. I'm going to let you go home. I'm going to just let you go home. You just take it with, put it in your pocketbook. When you get home, you can run around in the backyard by yourself. Just take it home with you. Put it in your pocketbook. Because I'm done with you. I can't do no more. I'm finished. I'm out. Out. Oh, the answer's knocking. <laughs> it's my daughter, so don't get no stupid stuff. And it's my grandchild. Don't get no stupid stuff. Shut your mouth. How about that? How about that? Start praying like you're expecting. Oh, when you pray, hold your belly. I mean, come on, Rhoda. You, Rhoda, you've been praying. Come on, Rhoda. 
Maybe that's how I should have named. Maybe I should have named it. Come on, Rhoda. Maybe I should have named it that. The place that you'll need just gets you to the point. All you're doing is complaining, baby. Pray from the expectancy. You got a wayward child? Lock yourself up. Don't go in there praying from a, oh, my child, I just wish my child. God, he is and she will be. In the name of God. Get you two or three that will agree with you. Set yourself up for success. Sooner or later, you got to stop, man. You got to come to yourself and recognize that God released you into something you've been asking for. And you got so tired of asking for it. Oh, oh. Here's, here's some hope. Somebody's praying for you. See, when you, when you can't, when you want to, somebody's praying for you. Uh, oh, that ought Expectancy. Oh, she's coming. They sometimes feel like she's knocking. Go sit down. Your answer's knocking. You hear? Said your answer. This ain't some unexpected gift or unexpected favor of God. This is an answer that's knocking. You pray.